Well, welcome to our Wednesday night study in the book of Acts. And uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 27. Uh, There are 28 chapters in the book of Acts, and now this Wednesday night we're at chapter 27, and Sunday we finish the book. What a great journey it has been as we have seen the calling that God has given us as a church and how that we can fulfill it. Uh, As we look at this uh, section of the book of Acts, and we've uh, traveled with the Apostle Paul as he left Ephesus and made his way to Jerusalem, as uh, he's in Jerusalem, he's arrested, as he's uh, transported from Jerusalem to Caesarea and held uh, on trial, uh, where uh, he shares the gospel uh, with uh, leaders and rulers and kings, and as he's now making his way to Rome as a prisoner, uh, we've seen how that that uh, the Apostle Paul and his missionary team that's traveling with him, how they experience uh, uh, downturns, uh, not a lot of upturns. Uh, What's amazing is that in the midst of uh, the storms that Paul faced and that the church endured, uh, he still held on to hope. Uh, Today, I I don't want to be too metaphorical, there's a literal storm that Paul enters into as he boards a ship and he's making his way to Rome. Uh, A literal storm comes up and it causes a shipwreck. But as we look at this passage in chapter 27, uh, I, I want you to see that Paul holds on to hope and learn the lesson how that you can hold on to hope. Paul, especially in these, since uh, chapter 21 and 22, uh, Paul was either coming out of a storm, going into a storm, or in the middle of a storm. Uh, It seems like Paul had no rest of bad circumstances happening to him, and yet he had hope. Today, I want to ask you, uh, where are you in that timeline? All of us are either going into a storm coming out of a storm or in the middle of a storm? Are you holding on to hope? As we look at this passage, I want us to lean into uh, the latter part of it. The beginning of the, of the passage is where Paul is getting on a ship and they're going to sail to Italy. They, uh, they uh, go to uh, uh, Adramatium, uh, 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 a ship there, and uh, they put to sea. And they're going, uh, the uh, uh, Aristarchus is with them, and they're, they're going. And Paul recognizes and is warned by the Lord that there's going to be a storm, a great storm. Uh, verse 10, he says, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only for uh, the cargo and the ship, but also our lives. Um, in verse 13, we see that the storm begins to rage, and Paul in the midst of a storm that threatens the sailors, the ship, the cargo, and their very lives, Paul holds on to hope. Let's learn lessons from Paul in this passage, and let's hold on to hope in the midst of the storm. I want you to look verses 18 through 20. The Scripture says, because we, we," now this is another hint, Luke who wrote the book of Acts and the gospel of Luke is with the apostle Paul. The reason we know is because of that we, Paul and Luke, are together, along with Aristarchus and others. All right, so because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lighted the ship, uh, lightened the ship, 
And on the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. And when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. Have you ever been in a ship like that? Maybe not physically, but metaphorically. Maybe, maybe that's a picture of the life that you're living right now. Uh, you're in a sea-tossed ship, seeing neither sun nor stars nor moon for days. You're living in the deep darkness of terror and despair. Uh, for the sailors and, and, and the ship, the ferocity of the storm struck fear in their hearts. These are salt-seasoned sailors. They, they were ready. They had faced storms before, but this one frightened them. They had heard stories of being lost at sea. They knew the power of the wind and the sea uh, that could spit them on the rocks and capsize them. They were afraid because the storm was so, so strong. The storm was so strong. They had no direction. They didn't know which way to turn. There was no sun, moon, or stars. They couldn't locate where to go in the open seas. They were lost. Not only were they lost, not only were they scared, but they had lost hope. They had no hope. I wonder if you've been there. Uh, like the ship teetering and tub tumbling at the whim of the storm, you found yourself filled with despair. The sheer force of the hazard overwhelms you, and there's no direction. The next danger could strike at any moment. Hazards that you face are robbing you of hope. The story continues. Look at verse 22 of chapter 27. Paul says, now I urge you to take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship will be lost. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, don't be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those, uh, granted you all those who sail with you. When we encounter a hazard that robs us of hope, how can we find hope again? To make this journey through life, knowing that the battering waves and the blustering winds will surely blow our way, we need to talk to God to find hope in the hazards. Friends, there is no way that you and I can find hope without conversation and community with the living God. We need to open our Bibles and open our hearts in prayer. We need to open our Bibles and, 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 and discern the Word of God and the will of God. We need to open our hearts in prayer and cry out to God as the psalmist in the deepest, darkest moments of his life. And we need to give ourselves to God and find hope as we talk to Him in prayer. And when we serve the living God, hope will never be lost. That's what Paul said. He said, you need to find hope because the God that I serve tells me not to be afraid. Friends, you're a follower of Jesus Christ. You serve the living God, and there is no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to lose hope in this life or eternity. Paul's hope was in the fulfillment of God's promise and purpose. The, uh, the Lord said to Paul, you're going to survive this because you got to get to Rome and share the gospel in Rome. Now, guys, listen, when we live with a greater purpose than our own survival, when we live in service to the living God, we find courage and hope 
in the face of the, uh, of the twisting and turning of the storm. And God reminded Paul as he's reminding as he reminds us today that he is working to fulfill his promise and purpose in our lives through intimate communion with God in prayer, you and I are once again reminded of his power and the provision he makes even in the face of a mighty storm. Friends, today God wants to speak to your heart in the midst of the storm or to prepare your heart of going into the storm or to comfort your heart as you're coming out of a storm. All we need to do as followers of Jesus is to rely on the Spirit of God, uh, open the Word of God, and open our hearts in prayer and communion with God, and He will restore hope to us. And God's promise of rescue hinged upon His promise for Paul, and every other uh, uh, sailor on the ship was a recipient of God's favor uh, for Paul. Uh, and the purpose that he had given him. What God had begun to accomplish, uh, God was going to continue to accomplish in Paul's life. So, what are some ac action steps for you and me? First, you got to trust God. I wonder how many of us talk a good game, but trust a bad one. We, we need to not only talk a good game as a follower of Jesus, but trust God in the midst of the storm. I, there's a great friend, a great godly uh, man in our church right now, and he's going through uh, personal uh, illness that, that's, uh, that's devastating. And when I talked to him, I said, how can I pray for you? He said, just pray that I show my faith in God, that I don't just talk a good game, but that I live a good game, that I finish well. Friends, that's trusting God in the face of the storm. That's what Paul said in verse 25. He said, therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. As God said it, so we will live it. Let's trust God. The stronger the storm, the greater our dependence must be upon God. God's calling us to trust him. He's calling us to abandon ourselves completely into his care. Today... Just as, the Paul, uh, just as the Apostle Paul was completely confident that God was trustworthy even in the storm, you and I can be as well. Trust God and find hope in the storm. Secondly, surrender control. Surrender control to God and find hope in the storm. Trust and surrender are really synonymous, but sometimes we need to be reminded that they're synonymous. If we trust God, we're going to surrender control. In the face of overwhelming storms, we can try to take charge of our lives, dismissing what God will do as a mere fable. It's a storybook. It's a days gone by. He doesn't part seas anymore. He doesn't bring manna from heaven anymore. He doesn't uh, uh, stop uh, uh, the sun in its tracks anymore. He doesn't bring water from a rock anymore. He doesn't raise the dead anymore. He doesn't do the miraculous anymore. And I would say to you, my friend, you're wrong. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. The God of the New Testament is the God of the here and now. And the miraculous things that he did in days past is the miraculous things that he will do today as we surrender control 
to him. Look at verses 29 and 30. Then, fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for a day to come. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, when they had let down the skiff into the sea under the pretense of putting out anchors from the prow. Now, here's what was happening. We can be like those who surrender control and pray to God for the day to come. They were saying, God, this is in your hands. We can't fix this. We can't change this. God, will you bring daylight quickly? Or we can be like the sailors who tried to control things and make a way for themselves out of the hazards they faced. They were uh, uh, seeking to escape the ship by dropping a skiff into the sea. What God's calling us to do is uh, to be like those who pray for daylight to come, not like those who drop the skiff into the sea. We need to surrender control to God, and we need to trust in His care. I, I don't know the storm you're facing. I don't know how terrifying it can be uh, for you. But I do know this, that in the midst of the terror, God is most trustworthy. Trust Him. Surrender control to Him. The God who has sent Jesus to die for your sin upon a cross, to be raised from the dead, to pour His Spirit within you, to give you His Word, uh, to uh, allow you and me to live in immediate intimacy with the Creator of the universe, that God, He's the one who can handle the storm. I can't handle it, but he can. Surrender control. So we trust God and find hope again. We surrender control and we find hope again. Number three, move forward in faith. Paul lived out his faith and he lived out of his faith. He trusted God's promise and his purpose he surrendered control of the storm into the only hands that could conquer the storm. And then he celebrated God's provision and power as they were saved from the storm. Look at verses 35 and 36. When Paul had said these things, he took bread and he gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. And they, then they were all encouraged and they took food for themselves. You know what that was? That was, we're going to keep on going. We're going, we who have trusted God and have found hope. We who have surrendered control to God and have found hope. We have been saved by God, literally, physically, bodily saved by God from the midst of the storm. So we're going to move forward in faith and in faithfulness. And Paul said, let's break bread and let's thank the God who has rescued us. And they were all encouraged and they began to move forward. Here's a couple of things that didn't change for Paul. The storm, that was fixed. But he had hope in the storm. Paul was still a prisoner. And he was still going to uncertainties in Rome. Whether he would live or whether he would die. But Paul pressed forward in faith. The storm rages. You're either... Coming out of a storm, going into a storm, or in the middle of a storm. But when we hold the hand of the one who has conquered death, hell, and the grave, when we hold the hand of the one 
who literally speaks to the storm and stops it. When we hold the hand of the one who can speak uh, to the molecules of water and make them solid rather than soft so he can step upon them. When we hold the hand of the one who created the universe, the maker of heaven and earth. When we hold the hand of the one who looked death square in the face and conquered it. When we hold the hand of Jesus, when we trust him, when we surrender to him, then we can press forward and accomplish the purposes that he has for us. Today, I invite you to trust Jesus, to surrender the storm to Jesus, and then move forward by faith in Jesus, and you will have hope. May God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he bless your coming in. May he bless your going out. May he fill your life with hope. God bless you, and good evening.